0: Matthew 25. Then, here again is our key word, then when, then after the second coming of Jesus Christ. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, what distinguishes the bridegroom? I'm going to ask you to help me interpret this morning. What's unique about the bridegroom? If you go to a wedding, what is it that sets the bridegroom apart from anyone else? He's the one getting married. Is he getting married to himself? He has a bride. Okay, keep that in mind. You will be astounded that guys who have PhDs in theology miss this. So I'm going I'm to use some, some interpretation techniques that a six year old child would be able to do. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. What is the beginning of wisdom? The fear of the Lord. How do we translate the fear of the Lord into one word? Faith. Okay? I mean, my four-year-old grandson could figure this one out. Those who were foolish took their lamps, and they took no oil. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, a four- or six-year-old may not know this, but we know that oil is a picture of something in Scripture. What is oil a picture of? It's a picture of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason they anointed kings in the Old Testament. Because the anointing was symbolic of the fact that you are being placed in a position of rulership and you can't do this unless you humble yourself and submit to the authority of God. Jesus is called the Christ. What does the Christ mean? It means the anointed one. You may remember in Hebrews 1 9, it says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above his companions or his fellows, referring to the angelic creation. He had something they never had. So we have the virgins going out to meet the bridegroom. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. How many slumbered and slept? The problem here is not that they slumbered and slept. That is not the problem because they all did it. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. This is all according to the ancient Jewish customs of marriage. They never told them when the bridegroom would come because they never knew. The bridegroom chose the time that he would come. The friends of the bridegroom would be waiting, what we would call the best man and, and his company. They were waiting. The bride was in her home waiting. She never knew when he was going to come because it was to be a surprise because there's an element that is included in surprise. And so the bride herself is sleeping. And he comes... And the friend of the bridegroom shouts, she runs out with her hope chest. This is where the idea came from. She would have her things packed in readiness. And when the bridegroom came, the shout was given. She would run out to meet him. Can you see here the parallel to the rapture of the church? And they would go to a place prepared where she would then adorn herself. Sound like revelation? Two here it was given to be adorned, you remember? And then she and the bridegroom, that was an amen. <laughs> she and the bridegroom would then come to the place of the wedding feast. And the virgins, the ten virgins with their lamps would go out. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamp. They all slept. They all arose, and they all trimmed their lamps. Verse 8, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. And the wise answered and said, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. This would, I mean, this would be logical, would it not? It's consistent with life as we know it. <laughs> If you are one of the virgins and you have brought oil for your lamp, you're not going to risk because see what they would do. They would light their lamps. They would meet the bride and the bridegroom as they came. They would escort them into the wedding feast. And then they did a dance with their lamps. And you don't want to be one of the virgins who shows up and your lamp sputters out. That would be a huge embarrassment. He says, rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, assuredly, I used to know you, but I don't know you now. Right? Eh? Yeah. Why do I say it that way? Because there are guys teaching today that the foolish virgins are believers who didn't live faithful lives, and therefore they got booted out. And that is a blasphemous teaching. When Jesus Christ says, I know you not... That means he never knew you. You were never one of his. You are not a believer. We're talking here about unbelievers. Jesus is illustrating the danger of his return to those who never had the oil of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What is the first step to watching for his coming? What's the first step? you got to believe in him. Jesus is talking here to his disciples, but you know there were always others that were gathered around. Watch therefore, not only that, he was speaking prophetically, and therefore he knew that this was going to be recorded and passed down through the ages. Jesus, by the way, never spoke only to those in his presence. Everything we have recorded, he spoke with the knowledge of as omniscient God that it would be recorded for posterity. So the question would be asked, how then can we refer to unbelievers as virgins? I'm not going to give you the number of times, but get yourself a good Strong's Concordance and go look at it and find out how many times the nation of Israel was referred to as a virgin. How many times in the Old Testament do you find the phrase, the virgin daughter of Jerusalem? That was a very common way in the prophets of referring to the Jewish people. So the virgin here is used, (coughs) the wise of believers, the foolish of unbelievers, and once again, Matthew 24 and 25 is written to the Jewish nation. Jesus is speaking to the Jews. This is his final message to the Jewish nation. Are we pretty well agreed? Is there anyone here that believes that the five foolish virgins are unfaithful believers? I hope not. Because if you do, you're really going to be confused as we go along.